It's the football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Here's your host, AJ Nicoletti. What up? FFSSOSS.com at FFSSOSS. Twitter, Instagram, Twitch.tv slash AJNick3. Big show on this Tuesday edition of the pod. We'll recap the UConn Huskies' dominant NCAA tournament where they captured their fifth NCAA national championship. So that's what we will do in the kickoff into an NCAA tournament final four national championship recap bucket by bucket. Then I will, I will talk about the ladies championship. And unfortunately we're not going to be talking about the game or how well played it was or the officiating even. We're going to be talking about the taunting and the nonsense that happened um, on Twitter.com. Okay. So that's what we will talk about that. Then we'll do soccer. We get soccer recap, maybe soccer preview, NFL headlines, a little bit of golf at the end of the pod. But this is a heavy college basketball show, or probably last college basketball show until we get it tipped off all the way in November later this calendar year. But this season is now over with a UConn Huskies National Championship. So we'll do that in the kickoff into an NCAA Tournament Final Four National Championship recap. Then we'll touch on the ladies. Off to footy, weekend soccer recap, movie soccer preview, NFL headlines, and golf at the end of the program. Kickoff, the dominant UConn Huskies win a fifth national championship. What a tournament from Dan Hurley's Huskies. They were fantastic. And I made this point as the tournament was going on. They didn't have to play a full 40-minute game. They did it. Over six wins. They didn't play a full 40-minute game in NCAA tournament. That shows you how dominant this team was. Fifth title. They're 5-0 and in title games as a university. It's their fifth title since 1999. First since 2014. Hurley's the third coach to lead UConn to a national championship, joining the legendary Jim Calhoun and, of course, Kevin Ollie with the Shabazz year. It was year five for Danny Hurley back in 2019-2020, that season, where the tournament was canceled. UConn was still in the American. Tough January. They had struggled in January months. They lost three out of four. They went to Nova at a conference at this point, lost an out-of-conference game when they blew a lead. Okay, Hurley very frustrated in the postgame, and this quote is going to live on in UConn history. Quote, people better get us now, that's all. You better get us now because it's coming. And what was coming is what happened Monday night in the culmination of a national championship. And he said it on stage with Nance. You know, we got five, but we got our own now. Because UConn, if you're there, yeah, you have the backing of a great history, but you got to do it yourself. You got to do it yourself. And... UConn did it themselves. Unranked to start the season. First team to win the Natty like that since UConn in 2011. Fifth team to win every game by double digits since, and the first since Nova in 2018. And the fourth UConn title in the Longhorn State. 
four in Texas, two in Houston, one in San Antonio, one at uh, Cowboy Stadium in Arlington, DFW area there. An absolutely dominant performance. There were stretches where defensively they looked like you were not going to get a bucket on them. There were stretches offensively where they ran great set after great set after great set and got good look at the bucket with Sonogo, a three from Hawkins, a driving layup from Newton, a floater from Jackson. They did so much. They had so much depth and size, and I told you that. And hopefully you listened. Because I cashed a future on Monday night, I'll tell you that right now. I cashed a UConn future. So, their fifth title. 5-0 and in title games. That is so impressive. Their fifth title since 99. An outstanding, dominant run. Over six games, over three weekends, and a Monday night. A special, special team that will go down in the history of a special, special basketball program, both men and women's at UConn, as we know. What an awesome run. What an awesome team. What an awesome tournament. Now, I know we didn't get a buzzer beater in the natty, but we did get some great games. We had some great upsets. We had some great stories. And you cap off a season in college basketball where anyone could have won with a four seed cutting down the nets in Houston, beating a five seed. We also had a ninth seed in the final four. A wild season culminates in domination from the UConn Huskies and Dan Hurley's UConn Huskies. And I am so happy. For Dan Hurley, I'm so happy for the Hurley family. I'm so happy for New Jersey Hoops because he's one of ours. That Hurley family is us. That's New Jersey. So I'm very excited for that aspect of it, selfishly, of course, but very, very happy for the Hurley family. Dad, high school legend in New Jersey, older brother, national champion at Duke, also a head coach. So he's had a lot to look up to and measure himself up to and now he's got a natty of his own and I'm, and I'm sure those guys couldn't be prouder of him and he should be very proud of himself for sure so Hurley and the UConn Huskies capture the national championship in a great year of college basketball a great tournament for college basketball so many great moments and games and finishes and storylines and we end with the UConn Huskies cutting down the nets, lifting up the trophy, and starring in one shining moment. All right, let's recap the Final Four and the National Championship. Start with Final Four Saturday night. All right, game one, Saturday night, the nine seed out of the east, the FAU Owls taking on the five seed out of the south, the San Diego State Aztecs. Aztecs win 72-71. We had an all-time Final Four game. This was an all-time Final Four game. It had a lot, um, and it was awesome. It was a great, great game on Saturday night. So FAU opened up the game 5-0, but then two Bradley threes for San Diego State and then an and one for Mensa. So it was an 8-0 run for San Diego State, so they're 8-5 at the break. He makes the free throw, another Bradley three. Then he hits a post-up two. So FAU went four minutes 
without a field goal until a Martin jumper. Then a Boyd three cut the Aztec lead to four. Forrest and Ledee traded layups for FAU and San Diego State, respectively. Then a third Boyd three capped off a 10-2 run that ended up cutting the Aztec lead to one at the under-12 timeout. First half moving on. Ledee made one out of two from the line. Golden had a really nice post up on a baseline at a bounce play. That tied it up at 17. Davis gave uh, FAU their first lead since 5-3 when he made two free throws. So it was a 14-3 run for FAU at this point. Witherspoon fouled by Ledee, his second. Witherspoon made both. FAU up four now. Butler bank shot. Then he hits a three, so that restored the Aztec lead. They're up one at this point. Golden, tough move. And finish on the block. FAU leads until Mensa answers with the jumper. Then a Gaffney three. Um, he buried it. Mensa hook shot ties it at 26 at the under eight timeout. Greenlee hit a three for FAU. Then Martin hit another three. So they're up six. It's a 27-12 stretch over the last 10 minutes at this point of the first half for the Owls. Arap had a good post up late in the shot clock. Big bucket. But then Rosado had back-to-back -back buckets for FAU. That gave him the biggest lead of the night of eight. Coach Dutcher called timeout for the Aztecs. 3.30 to play in the first half. Rosado made another jumper. They're up 10. Arap and Martin trade layups. Then Johnson for the Aztecs made a big three that cut it to seven. So FAU led 40-33 to at the half. A high-scoring first half in a game that we did not figure that would be that high scoring. So FAU hit a bunch of threes. San Diego State had that lead, but FAU came kind of roaring back in the second half of that first 20 minutes. So we go to the second half now. A boy three matches the largest FAU lead, but Trammell hits a three to answer. Butler had two free throws for the Aztecs. That cut it to five. Martin hits another three. Trammell jumper cuts to six. Then Golding gets fouled at the rim. Makes one out of two. Greenlee layup back at nine. The lead was at the under 16. Parrish had a little bit of an elbow on Witherspoon, so it was two shots in the ball for FAU. Martin made both free throws. They're up 11. It was the biggest lead of the night at that point. Largest deficit for San Diego State all tournament to that point. Martin fouled, shooting a three. He makes another three free throws. So they're up 14. So 14, biggest lead FAU had. 14, the biggest deficit San Diego State had had all tournament. And then here we go. 8-0 run. Stop by an Arap post up. Uh, hook shot. Martin fouled again. FAU already in the bonus with 13.53 to play. Martin made both. Again, matched that 14-point lead. Parrish rattled in a three. Bradley fouled shooting a three. They make He makes all three. So the lead is down to eight after the quick six points. Davis driving floater, grows the lead back to double digits. Parrish switches in another three, so it's a 9-2 San Diego State run back down to seven at the under 12. So from 14 to seven there. Martin makes another pair at the line. Golden foul on a rebound, misses the front end. Bradley hits a three on the other end, lead down to six. Ladee jumper cuts to four. Bradley for the Aztecs, tough drive, fouled at the rim, makes both the lead is now two. Martin Dunk stops the Aztec run, but a Ladee jumper cuts the lead back to two. Martin answers with the three, so FAU up five at the under eight timeout. Ladee makes one of the two from the line for the Aztecs. They get a rebound. 
Bradley driving. He's fouled, makes first. Aztecs get another offensive rebound on a missed free throw, but Bradley gets stuffed at the rim. FAU still up three at this point. Arop then fell on a dunk attempt by Golden. He makes one. Another offensive rebound on the back end of a free throw. Arop, tough baseline jumper, ties the game at 65. So FAU had had a big lead to this point. They are tied at 65. Rosado gave FAU the lead right back with his own baseline little jumper. So at the under four, FAU up two. So the lead was at 14. Now it's a two here at the under four. Martin Fouls Parrish on the rebound. Parrish missed both. Bradley gets fouled at the rim, makes the second after missing the first. We got a one-point game with under two to play. Davis fouled on a tough take, makes both. Owls back up three. Ladee jumper cuts it back to one. FAU calls timeout, 57.4 left. Unreal up and under layup from Martin. They're back up three. San Diego State coach Dutcher calls timeout with 41.7 left. Ladee free throw jumper back to one. FAU leads 71-70. San Diego State timeout after the bucket with 36 seconds left. Aztecs here elect to play it out. 36 um, and change. So they would get it back with about six seconds left if they don't foul and play it out. So Dutcher elects to do that. Down one, not extend the game. He said, I'm going to play it out, trust my defense to get a stop, and then we're going to get a bucket at the other end to win the game. So, May lets it run to 17.5 on the game clock, 11 on the shot clock. He calls timeout. They get a solid enough look going to the rim, but it was a tough shot, a good contest from the Aztec defense, the pack line defense at the rim. So, we're going the other way. Clock running, Dutcher has a timeout, doesn't call it. He didn't have all of his scorers on the floor. He needed a stop, so he had a lot of the defense on the floor, but they're going the other way. Butler, clock running out. He nearly stepped out of bounds on the baseline, but crossover, jumper on the baseline, good. Ball was out of his hand. Clock light horn, it was all fine, and Butler wins it for the Aztecs with the buzzer beater. The only lead of the second half for the Aztecs was at the buzzer. San Diego State, 14-point comeback, the third largest comeback in men's national semifinal history. And what a comeback it was. Down 14, not once but twice in that second half. Rallied slowly, methodically, cut the lead down. They were getting stops. Yeah, they would give up a couple free throws here and there and a bucket here and there, but they were getting stops. And then when they went to the line, maybe they'd make one, but they would there were about three to four possessions and instances where they missed a free throw and got an offensive rebound. And they had possessions where they got multiple looks at the basket where FAU was not getting those looks. So an all-time comeback, an all-time win for Coach Dutcher and his guys. Butler at the buzzer for San Diego State over FAU. So that was game one. Game two, we had the UConn Huskies, the four seed out of the West, and the five seed out of the Midwest, the Miami Hurricanes. UConn wins at 72-59. Hawkins was a big story for UConn. Seeing that he ate some bad calamari, some bad calamari um, that uh, did not uh, sit well with his stomach. But anyway, he ends up starting. He makes a three to begin the game. Then Sonogo made back-to-back threes. Just like that, it's a 9-0 UConn run to begin the opening 20 minutes. 
Then a goaltend on a Miller drive gave Miami their first point, so it was 9-2 UConn at the under-16. Wong gets fouled. He makes both. Sonogo had a great seal at the rim underneath for a layup. Newton buried a deep three for UConn. They were up 10. Miami 1 of 12 from the field to start this one. Wong buries a tough three. Caravan has a great pass to Klingon who came in to spell Sonogo. And uh, one missed free throw, so they're up 9. Beverly takes the steal, goes the other way. UConn up 7 at the under 12. Joseph, a tough up and under, cuts the UConn lead to 5. Another UConn turnover this time leads to a Beverly dunk. So it's a 9-2 run for Miami, ended by a Sonogo layup. Miller tipping at the rim and one, makes the free throw. UConn lead cut to 2, 18-16. Sonogo gets fouled on offensive rebound, makes the second. They're up 3. Pack tied it with the 3. 19-19. Calcaterra backdoor layup. UConn back up two at the under eight timeout. Coming back into play here. First half. Newton driving layup. Back up four. Sonogo diving layup. Up six. Newton fouled. Makes both. They're up eight. Just like that. It's an 8-0 UConn run. Miami was scoreless for four plus minutes. Miami timeout after another turnover. So it's the same score. 27-19 as that timeout and the under four timeout. So UConn up 27-19 here late in the first half. Omiri follows his own miss for a tap-in to end that UConn run. Aline comes off the bench for UConn. He follows his own miss. Tough finish at the rim. Back up eight. Calcaterra three. Biggest lead of 11 just like that. But Pack drills a three to answer. Back down to eight. Aline two-point jumper restores the double-digit UConn lead. Um, and then great set at the end of the half. Gets a caravan three. UConn ends the half. Up 37-24. Biggest lead of the half came from that last shot. Miami shot 9 of 36 from the floor, 3 of 10 from 3. UConn in the first half shot 50%. So we go to the second 20 minutes. Sonogo, another bucket at the rim to start the half. Largest lead at that point. Then Sonogo adds to it with a driving run at the rim after a nice little pump fake. Amiri needed a bucket. They got it. UConn up 41-26 at this point. Caravan, another 3. They're up 18. Hawkins goes to the line, makes both up 20. Uh, pack transition layup back under uh, 20 to 18 for the under 16 timeout. Amir makes two at the line, but Hawkins drills a three on the other end. Joseph three, but Miami, uh, then Miami gets a turnover. Wong dunk, another turnover, Miller layup. So on the run there, 11-3 Canes. Hurley calls timeout. The UConn lead down to 12, 49-37. Sonogo, another basket at the rim. Beverly three, back down to 11. Hawkins fouled on a three, makes first two, um, misses the third, up 13. Wong, tough take for a bucket. Then he buries a three from straight away, cut it to eight. Klingon offensive rebound, put back 10. Hawkins three, 13. Just like that, it's a 13-point lead at the under 12. A lean offensive rebound and put back. Laranaga calls timeout. They're down 15. Amir layup, but a Jackson dunk. Amir, another layup to cut it to 13. A Joseph three. Cuts it to 10, but a Jackson jumper made it 12. Miller foul makes both back down to 10. Caravan in one, misses the free throw. So UConn up 12 at the under four. Newton to Jackson, the lob, the jam, up 14. Miami timeout, 334 to play. Sonogo put back 70 to 54. We're less than two to go at this point. Wong gets fouled shooting a three. He makes all three, so it's a 13-point lead. Aline gets a layup off a press break, 72-57. And then uh, Sonogo foul. He misses both. Robinson makes both after he was fouled for Miami. And then UConn 
takes a shot clock violation and dribble it out for the 72-59 victory in the second game of Final Four Saturday night. Three, two, one. Which led to the first national championship between a four and a five seed on Monday night. The five seed out of the South. The San Diego State Aztecs. The four seed out of the West. The UConn Huskies. Huskies win it 76-59. Hawkins, just like Saturday night, the first bucket of the game. Butler answered with a three. Trammell then buried a three. So uh, San Diego State hits a couple jumpers early. Sonogo jump hook. Johnson posted up Caravan for a bucket, 8-4 San Diego State, a Jackson floater, and a Bradley bucket um, kept it at four. Newton jumper, San Diego State led 10-8 at the under-16. Physical start, eight buckets by eight different players to that point of the game. Sonogo then a post hook, tied it at 10. Good pass from Jackson to Sonogo, another bucket. UConn led 12-10. San Diego State, no points for five minutes at this point. Calcaterra lobbed a Klingon for a dunk. UConn up four. It's an 8-0 run for the Huskies at the under-12 timeout. Caravan makes both coming out of the timeout at the line. Johnson fouled going to the rim, makes both to end the scoring drop, but still no San Diego State field goal. Zero for their last 10 from the floor. A lean, tough shot. That goes back up six. Hawkins blow by layup. UConn. 20 to 12, their lead ballooned up to timeout. San Diego State a 13-2 run over the previous eight minutes to that point. Aline foul line jumper, good up 10, largest lead of the night so far for UConn. The field goal drought continued nine minutes plus at this point for San Diego State. Bradley gets fouled, shooting a three at the line, coming back from the other eight, makes two of the three. The lead is down to eight. Uh, Sonogo foul the rim, makes one of the two. Up nine, Hawkins three, uh, first three of the night for UConn. He was coming off the screen. UConn up 12, still no San Diego State field goal. Mensa goes to the line, makes the first, misses the second. UConn lead at this point, 26-15. Field goal drought finally ends after 11-plus minutes on a trammel floater in a lean. Newton gets a bucket, then he gets a steal on the next Aztec possession. Finishes at the rim, UConn up 13, 30-17. Largest lead of the game to that point. Jackson Pushes it another off another Aztec miss. Nice little uh, drop bounce kind of pass for Newton from three. Bangs it. Butler answers with a three, but then Calcaterra comes right back with another shot beyond the arc. UConn up 16 at the under four timeout of the first half. Johnson then hit a foul line jumper. Trammell jumper cut the lead to 12. First half ended with UConn missing a couple bunnies at the rim, but they were still up 12, 36 24. San Diego State missed 14 straight shots, went 11 minutes and 7 seconds without a basket. UConn shot 50%, just like they did um, in the first half of the semifinal game against Miami in Houston on Saturday night. So the second game in a row, they shot 50% from the floor in the first 20 minutes, but they were only up 12. You've, and Danny Hurley at halftime said, we should be up 20. Uh, Charles Barkley said they should be up 22. So um, a lot of similar thoughts from some great basketball minds thinking no way this game should be 12. It should be much, much bigger of a lead for UConn, but still only 12 at the break. So we start the second half with a Bradley mid-range jumper after uh, Hawkins almost broke the rim with a dunk attempt that came out. He didn't get the bucket, but Bradley mid-range jumper starts the scoring. Good duck under to Sonogo for a lay and Trammell foul. He's going to the rim, makes both. Caravan answered for a th with a three for UConn. Johnson fouled the other way going uh, 
makes both. Sonogo fouled, makes both. Butler driving layup at the under 16. UConn up 43-32. So San Diego State got it one point closer uh, in the first four-minute segment of the second half. Newton then gets fouled, makes both. Psycho buries a corner three, lead down to 10. Sonogo fouled on the basket, makes two free throws. Caravan fouled on the drive, misses the front end. Ladee runs over Newton for another foul. Um, Newton makes both up 14. Ladee fouled, makes a second after missing the first. So UConn's up 13 at the under 12 timeout. San Diego State trying to make a run here, get it to single digits, but here they come. Aline at the line, makes both. A D free throw jumper, gets it. Klingon touching a face-up. Good bucket uh, there for Klingon. Butler makes a three on the other end. Lead is 12. Calcaterra, another three back up to 15. Ladee, good drive against Klingon for two. Ladee, hook shot. That cuts it to 11. UConn calls timeout, 8.33 to play. Then, out of the timeout, Johnson knocks down a three. It's a 7-0 run for San Diego State at this point. Trammell gets a steal, lays it in. 9-0 run, and UConn... The lead is cut to six, but Sonogo gets an offensive rebound, puts it back up, ends the run at the under eight. UConn back up eight, six, uh, 58-50, 6.58 to play. Johnson gets fouled for San Diego State, makes the second after missing the first, so it's down to seven. Hawkins gets fouled on the grab, makes both. Butler gets a steal, finishes on a one-man break, down to seven. Then Johnson gets fouled on a hook shot, makes both, down to five. It's the closest the Aztecs have been since it was 16-12, but Hawkins rattles in a three. UConn lead back up to eight, 63-55 at the under four. Johnson fouled on a reach-in, getting his own, uh, getting a rebound under his own basket. Uh, misses the front end. Psycho grabs Newton, makes both. They're back up double digits. Newton tough takes the rim up 12. Sonogo foul makes both. They're up 14. 208 to play here. Good night, the lights. No field goal for another four-minute stretch until a trammel jumper ends a sand, uh, UConn 9-0 run. San Diego State timeout with 155 to play. UConn breaks the press. Hawkins gets an easy lay-in. Bradley gets fouled. He misses both. San Diego State sets up a press. Or he makes both, sorry. San Diego State presses, uh, sets up a press. Down 12, but UConn breaks it. Newton fouled. 120 to go. Makes both. Then uh, Jackson got a foul. Makes one. Buzzer goes off. UConn wins it. 76-59. Newton had 19. Sonoga had 17. Hawkins 16. San Diego State four separate droughts of three plus minutes without a field goal. And the long drought in the first half. Let UConn balloon a lead, and San Diego State cuts it to six. Then Sonogo gets a putback. Hawkins ends up rattling in a three. Then they have a Newton, uh, two free throws. Then he gets a tough take to the rim. Then Sonogo makes two free throws. So just like that, 9-0 run, breaks it back open, and San Diego State didn't make enough shots, and I told you that. It was going to be a game of runs. If you listen to that preview that we recorded on Sunday ahead of Monday's championship, it was going to be a game of runs. And if San Diego State goes in a couple field goal stretches like they've done all tournament, this was going to be the team where it actually cost them the win. Give UConn a bunch of credit. A dominant performance in nearly every single game. They didn't have to close the game out really once at the free throw line. They barely had to break a press all tournament. 
yeah, a couple games might not have started the best, but they ended really well, and they hammered some teams. Some really, really good teams. They hammered them. So another title for the Big East and another title for the UConn Huskies. So that wraps up the men's tournament. Just real quick about the ladies. Uh, Sunday was and should have been a great day for women's college hoops with the LSU Tigers beating the Iowa Hawkeyes in the natty. Instead, it got turned into this Angel Reese versus Caitlin Clark thing. Now, full context, okay, Clark versus South Carolina in the semifinal was doing the Cena thing, okay, when she was walking to her uh, uh, teammates in a huddle after a timeout. She was white waving away somebody at the three-point line, and she was pack line defense and deep in the paint. So that's what Caitlin Clark did, okay? Full context. Okay, so you can't see me after the whistle to her bench. What Reese did in the natty at the free throw line, Asina in her face and then chased her around the court before the horn, pointing to her ring finger, doing the Cena to her. If you say that's the exact same thing, you're crazy. I'm sorry. It's not the exact same thing. It's not. I don't necessarily have a problem with it. Like, Angel Reese won. She can run her mouth. That's how it is. Winners win. Winners get to talk their junk. Whatever. Fine. I'm, I'm okay with her doing it. But don't say it's the same thing. And, again, these are grown women. They don't need people to defend them. You know what I mean? But my point is you can't tell me they did the same thing because they didn't. They didn't. They didn't do the same thing. Clark is going to her bench in a timeout doing it. Reese chased her instead of celebrating with her teammates at the buzzer. It's not the same thing. It, you can't say it's the same thing. And, you know, for Ryan Clark and for all these people to be like, you're a racist. Like, what? no, we don't have to do this every time. We really don't. We really, really don't. Because here's the point. I got no issue with her doing it. I got an issue with people saying, oh, she did the same thing as Caitlin Clark. She didn't do the same thing. She didn't do the same thing. That's not the same thing. Just because they did the same gesture doesn't mean it's the same thing. And I don't have to go throughout history to do all these examples. Okay? So I, saying it's the same thing is banana land. Okay? Another thing with Kim, an LSU coach, and her jackets and her outfits, you're taking away from the kids, Kim. Now I understand you're an all-time coach, won multiple Championships now at multiple places. God bless. Congratulations. That's great. People talking about Kim O'Kay's jackets instead of her team winning. Okay? People talking about Angel Reese versus Caitlin Clark instead of the LSU ladies winning a national championship. Nobody's talking about the LSU ladies being champions. Everybody's talking about Kim's jackets or Angel Reese. What are we doing? And for you to be like, AJ, what do you care? Listen, growing up, I went to more women's college hoops games than men's, than pro basketball, because the Rutgers ladies were awesome. Shout out Coach Stringer. Learned a lot from her about basketball. Okay? Watching those UConn teams come in here. And Rutgers, for a long time, if you know your women's hoops in the Big East, Rutgers was only one of the teams that could beat UConn year in and year out. And Gino Ariema feared going to the rack. Everybody knew that. So... 
for you to be like, why do you carry it? Listen, I don't necessarily care, okay? But I don't like people, you know, taking shots at the women's game for no reason. It's supposed to be a celebration of the women's game on Sunday. They got a huge rating. They got a huge rating. Numbers they have never done before. Congratulations. That's amazing. That should be the storyline. The LSU women winning a championship and for the game to have a gigantic rating. Instead, okay, from, what do you want to say, 6 o'clock on Sunday afternoon throughout Monday, people are like, well, if you don't like it, I don't have to say it, y'all. Come on, Ryan Clark. You got a you got a huge platform, Ryan Clark. Come on now. Come on now. You got to be better than that. And I hope he recognizes that. He's got to be better than that. You got a gigantic you can't just say those things and insinuate those things. Cuz those are very serious accusations. Okay? I don't, and again, for the record, I don't have a problem with Angel Reese did. She won. That's what happens. You know, doc, and I don't want to get political, but here we go. Dr. Jill Biden, our first lady, being like, I want the Iowa ladies to come to the White House too. No, that's not the point. Winners go to the White House. The runners-up do not. The runners-up want to put this behind them. They don't want to think about this game anymore. They want to put it behind them and get ready for next season. Let the winners go to the White House. I want everybody to come. That's the participation trophy nonsense. Oh, you got me fired up now. Uh, you got me fired up now. Because, I, again, okay, again, I got no issue with what she's doing. If you want to say it's classless, I'm not going to argue against you. But I'm not going to start running around being like, oh, my God, did you see what she did? What a no, I'm just going to be like, damn, I wish she didn't win like that. That kind of sucks. But I'm not going to let it ruin my day, okay? Now, the people being like, well, if you don't see it's the same thing, well, Y'all, I don't have to say it. Come on, man. That's so bad. That's terrible. That's a terrible job. So Ryan Clark's got to be better. A hell of a lot more people got to be better. A hell of a lot more people got to be better on Twitter.com. Now, am I going to go out of the way and call her classless POS? No, I'm not going to do that. Because that's how I don't really... I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a trash talker, too, when I get in these games. So I'm not going to be like a hypocrite. And it is true, Caitlin Clark was talking junk. But for LSU to take it personal, what she did to South Carolina, that's crazy, number one. And number two, if you're saying that Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese did the exact same thing, you're wrong. You're categorically wrong. Okay? You're wrong. And to insinuate that the opinion that I just gave is because I'm white and I'm a race. That's crazy. That's not growth. That's not debate. That's not e engagement. That's blind prejudice. And ignorance. Because you cannot tell me that what they did is the exact same thing. There's no way. And again, for the record, I don't care that she did it. Good for her. She won a ring. But don't ever say that doing the Cena, going to your teammates, is the same thing as doing the Cena and following around the girl you're doing the Cena to and pointing your ring finger. Don't say it. Don't say it. Because that's crazy. That's crazy. 
That's crazy. So I'm sorry that this is the only segment I've done on the women all year. I haven't watched enough to talk about them. It was a pretty good game from what I've seen. And it's very sad what the discussions and quote-unquote debate has been in the wake of a great basketball game and a great basketball story in the women's game. To me, I think that's garbage, basura, garbanzo. Okay, so again, I don't really have a problem with what she did. I'm not going to go bang my chest and be like, that's classless, you shouldn't win like that. Would I rather her not do that? Sure. But I'm not the winner. She is. She can do what she wants. But then when there's a backlash and people are calling her classless to be like, well, you guys are just racist because the white girl did it. The white girl did it the same way as the black girl. So now you're racist. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. That's not. And that should not be how it works. That's that's bad. And again, Ryan Clark, who I do respect a lot. To just be like, hey, if you disagree with me, you know, y'all. You know, y'all. Hey, I ain't got to say it, y'all. That's crazy. That's so bad. But he hangs out with Orlovsky, so what should I know? That was a shot at Dan. I'm sorry, Dan. That was mean. I'm sorry, Dan. I'm sorry, Ryan Clark. But come on. They should both, like, Ryan Clark, let's get your head on straight, brother. That's crazy. All right. Um, And unfortunately, that's the segment I got to do about the ladies instead of just giving out a shout-out to LSU or Iowa. And talking about how great of a game it was or great champions they are for the women's sport. No, we got to talk about everybody going crazy. So, all right, we say goodbye to college basketball. Now let's go to a weekend soccer recap. EPL got started off with Man City, Liverpool at the Etsy hat. And Liverpool started the game well with the most solid goal. And then the Man City avalanche happened. Um, If you want to talk about Rodri, probably should have been sent off. I agree. But... You're not going to get him sent off at the edge he had with those two yellow cards. So, Alvarez scored for City and leveled it. De Bruyne gave City a lead. They would not relinquish. Gunawan scored. And Jack Grealish gave City a fourth. Arsenal, four. Leeds, one. Jesus from the spot. Ben White at the back post. Jesus got a brace. Christensen made it 3-1, but a granite Xhaka goal sealed up the points for the Arsenal, who were back up to their eight-point lead. Bournemouth, Fulham. Bournemouth went at 2-1. Pereira opened it up for Fulham. A Tavernier great strike was the equalizer, and a Dom Solanke goal won the three points for Bournemouth. Brighton-Brentford, I'm pretty sure on Thursday's show I said that could be 3-3. Well, it finished 3-3. Jansen opened up the scoring for Brentford to give them a lead. The hosts equalized through Matoma. Tony gave the visitors another lead, and the hosts, Brighton, equalized with Danny Welbeck. And then Pinnock gave... Brentford, a 3-2 lead, and McAllister, 90th minute, PK, equalizer, and the points were split. What an exciting game that was. Brighton-Brentford at the Amex, finished 3-3. Crystal Palace, Leicester City. Crystal Palace just sacked their manager, and they pick up three points in their next match. They went down 1-0 with a Ricardo Pereira goal for Leicester City, but then an own goal equalizer as a free kick. It went off the goalkeeper and in. And then a Mateta stoppage time winner gave Crystal Palace the three points over Leicester City. So much so that Leicester City 
went and sacked Brendan Rodgers, even though they said it was a mutual parting. No shot. So Leicester City going to be looking for a manager. Forrest Wolves, this one finished 1-1. Johnson gave Forrest a lead, and the city ground was rocking, and a potent goal leveled it for Wolves. Chelsea Villa at Stamford Bridge. Villa win it 2-0. Ole Watkins and McGinn with the two goals for the Villains. Graham Potter sacked for Chelsea after the match. West Ham, Southampton. West Ham went at 1-0. Aguered, the lone goal scorer in this one. Newcastle, Man U. Newcastle went at 2-0 at St. James Park. Willick with a great goal, a good team goal. Uh, ball gets crossed back across the face of net, and Willick heads it in. And then a great set-piece goal. Trippier, right foot um, near the goal line, um, near the corner flag as well, so kind of a shortish corner. And Callum Wilson got his head to it, and Newcastle won 2 nil. Monday match, Everton, Tottenham, both teams kind of desperate for points. One with Tottenham going at the top of the table for top four, and Everton trying to stay in the Premier League. Match finish 1-1. One, one. What an exciting one it was. Dracore, red card. He shoves Harry Kane in the face. Harry Kane made the most of it, but they get the red card. And then later in the half, a PK from Kane after Kane fouled him. Uh, fouled Romero, sorry. Kane scores the, from the spot. Then later in the match, Lucas comes in off the bench to shore it up and give the attack some fresh legs for Tottenham. And all he does is go and get sent off straight red card. And then Michael Kane, who can see the penalty, got fouled on the Lucas red, steps up and unleashes a bomb of a right foot. Stoppage time equalizer for Everton. Toffees go crazy. Goodison erupts. And that's how the... Monday Night Football match ended in England. La Liga, LJ Barcelona, Barcelona went at 4-0. Lewandowski, Anthony Fatty back. Lewandowski versus Brace Fernand Torres. Real Madrid beat Valladolid 6-0. Rodrigo opened the scoring. Benzema then had a hat trick. Asensio and Lucas Vasquez, the goal scorers at the end of the match. Atletico beat Real Batiste 1-0, a Correa goal. Serie A, Atalanta beat Cremonese 3-1. Florentina upset Inter at the San Siro 1-0. Juventus, their top four hopes alive, even being docked 15 points. They beat Hells Verona 1-0 on a Moise Kane goal. Monza, Lazio, Lazio win it 2-0. Pedro and Sergio Milinkovic-Savic, the goal scorers for Lazio. Roma 3-0. Gini Wijnaldum, Paulo Dybala, and El Shawari, the goal scorers for Mourinho's Roma, who um, the Roma Ultras were chanting Gypsy, Gypsy at the... Um, Sanatoria manager and Mourinho came out of the dugout, put his hand up and said, no, we're not doing those chants anymore. And they stopped, which was very nice and very classy from Mourinho. Napoli, AC Milan, Napoli, who all but have the league wrapped up and are going to play AC Milan in the Champions League, didn't really show what they were going to do, played um, some of their rotation players and Milan paid for, uh, paying for it. 4 nil win by AC Milan. Layout Brahimi Diaz layout for his brace, and then they got another goal later in the match. Bundesliga, Union Berlin, Stuttgart, Union Berlin went a 3-0, keep the pace. Red Bull Leipzig lose to Mainz 3-0, and then their classicer, Bayern Dortmund, Thomas Teichel's first match for Bayern against his former team here. Bayern went a 4-2. An own goal, Muller had a brace. Kingsley Coleman got Bayern's fourth. Emery Chan pulled one back from the spot, and Milan got uh, another consolation goal later in the match, so 4-2. And PSG lost to Lyon 1-0. So we had a lot of manager sackings with Leicester City finally pulling the sack on Brendan Rodgers. And Todd Bowley 
has now fired two managers in seven months with coming in to this season and sacking Teichel early on and now sacking Teichel's replacement, Grant Potter, this late in the season. So, very, very weird. Again, yeah, you're not doing well in the league, but you're two matches away from a Champions League semifinal, which means you're another two matches away from a final, which means it could be a trophy year. So you sacked it. I don't know. And I get it that maybe they didn't like what the coach was doing, but you've also brought the coach in in the middle of the year and then a transfer window where you got another bunch of players in. So I, I don't really like faulting the coaches here. I really don't. I don't. Like, Conti ran his mouth and was like, just sack me. I'm done here. I can't do it anymore. But this Grand Potter one really frustrates me because I don't necessarily think it's Grand Potter's fault at all. Again, he came in in the middle of the season to a squad that was already changing over, losing players from last year, getting new players in, and then they went through another transfer window where they brought in a bunch of new players. So I, I, I just think he, he has not gotten a fair shake. He didn't get a fair shake. He didn't get a fair shake. So we got some midweek action with the EPL. Bournemouth, Brighton. Uh, that could be an exciting game as well. Leeds and Forest, a gigantic six-pointer. Leicester City, Villa. Chelsea, Liverpool, and it will be um, the new manager's first match there for Chelsea at St. Bridge, taking on Liverpool, who need all the wins they can get. Man, you play Brentford, who Brentford have had a big six number these last couple of years since coming up. And we get West Ham, Newcastle as well. All right, NFL headlines. Lamar update. Uh, this is Rappaport on McAfee's show. Quote, I know the Ravens still want to get a deal done with Lamar, and I think he still ends up back in Baltimore, end quote. So that's a guy that knows a lot, um, has a lot of powerful connections, has a lot of powerful people talking to him about what else is happening in the league. He can kind of bounce around and ask people, hey, this is what I'm hearing. Does, does that confirm what, what you're hearing? So for him to say that, I think bodes well for Raven fans that want Lamar back. Now, what Lamar do you get back? Because, yeah, he loves the fans and he treats that he loves the fans and all that stuff. But if he doesn't get the contract he wants and is he going to be playing like you want him to play? Running around, making those plays with his feet? Like, I'm very curious to see what we get out of this Lamar Jackson saga. One, we got a premier uh, free agent representing himself, number one. Number two. Now, I know it's worked with Tunsil, but we're talking about an offensive tackle versus a quarterback. It's a little different. No offense to Tunsil. It's a little different with the quarterback position, okay? Um, so it's like a case study. It really is. It's like a case study. So from one quarterback to the other here, Rodgers, no real update since we talked last Thursday about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Mark Davis wants to have some patience for the Raiders and Josh McDaniels and what they do at quarterback. Um, and Arthur Smith in Atlanta really likes Ritter, and they're still out on Lamar. So that's the update there. Golf World, Corey Connors wins the Valero Texas Open in not the biggest field there. And we got the Masters coming up. So um, with Nance saying goodbye at the Final Four, he will head straight to Augusta, Georgia, to get ready for the Masters 
on CBS edition, unlike any other. We'll have a gigantic Masters preview on Thursday's show. So we have crowned the UConn Huskies champions in the men's game. Uh, so we'll say goodbye to college basketball unless there's some crazy stuff that happens. But I'll probably I'll be all for college basketball until we uh, tip off in November there and we do a little update and then we get back into it towards the end of the NFL season. But that is a long time away because we have just crowned the UConn Huskies champions in the sport for the fifth time. A dominant, dominant run that will not be forgotten in stores for a very long time, if not ever. Right. So congratulations to Coach Hurley and Jay Hoops. It means a lot to the state. Obviously, it means a lot to Connecticut, but it means a lot to New Jersey. As a Jersey guy, um, and as a Jersey guy myself, it means a lot to us. So very cool to see him win a title, as I mentioned before. And that's all for the college basketball season, which was great, which was another great one. Another great one. Another great tournament ends with another great champion. Okay, so Thursday... We'll do some footy, of course, but the big, big, big topic will be the Masters. So a huge Masters preview on Thursday's show. Can't wait to break it all down with the storylines, with the odds, with the course changes. So look forward to that on Thursday. Congrats to the UConn again, Husky Nation, and I will talk to you guys Thursday. Enjoy the week. Until then, peace. Football, football, and sometimes other sports show. Sounds like me.